Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two. Arm bar. I did it for The Rock. Uh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Hold three. The moss covered, three handled family gradunzel. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Number four. Arm bar. It's a different kind of hide tonight for Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero gets his redemption. Eddie Guerrero has exercised his demons. Ladies and gentlemen, Los Marcos are back. Welcome to another episode of Los Marcos. My name is Varro. I am one third of Los Marcos. And with me, as usual, I got Kells and Oscar. What's up, yo? Yo, happy yeah. Festivus. Happy mother effing Festivus to the rest of yous. <laughs> yeah, let's start, let's start off with that. Um, if you're listening to us, on the 24th, the 25th, happy holidays. We hope you had a good one. We're here. We're back for that, that ride back home, that flight back home. We hope we can entertain you for the next, what, one to two hours? That's what we're here. We're going to air our grievances about the year, mainly just talk crap about WWE, talk about how Impact is going to pursue TV, which is, I don't even know, like a hunting TV show. It's like... Redneck deer hunter crap or whatever. <laughs> yo, uh, that's about it. I'm just here to complain about everything going on in wrestling. Yo, you, you sound you sound like me the day after we uh the day after I heckled Cassius Ono the whole the whole match. Cassius Ono? I lost I lost my voice uh yelling shit at Cassius Ono that at the Evolve show that we're gonna talk about. Oh, and real quick to talk about that, let's let's not forget those marks from Upstate or wherever that were looking at us because we heckled and we let them uh, know we from New York. It's a real wrestling show. This <laughs> little boom, like they lucky we wasn't there with the goons because a bottle would be thrown at their head. Because no one disrespects me in the boom. That's all I'm saying. Listen, listen. All, all the all the hate and all the shit that I've been getting about you know the way I talk about marks as if they they're lower than me or as if they're they're these uh. You know, gutter creatures who get no pussy and don't take baths and they're fat and they're stink. I just want to say it was all confirmed at the Evolve show. So much so that we had two of my prime examples sitting right next to Oscar trying, I guess, attempting or doing their own version of calling the matches live. I don't know how you dealt with that, Oscar. Could you tell me how that felt? In real time, because that shit was annoying to me, and I barely heard them. They they just try to call every single spot, and they were saying like that was two and nine point like whatever. And I was Wait, just they like, were they were doing like their own match announce like announcing announcement. Yeah, yes. they were calling, they whole, they were yes. calling the matches, bro. <laughs> what I oh man, I'm so glad I I sat <laughs> the farthest away from you then. <laughs> wow, that it'd be yo, like that. And those that same fat mark like. Changed his shirt in the middle of the show. Oh, like yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, like he, he came in, he took his shirt off, and then put on another shirt. Like, what, what are you doing? No, he had to take his shirt off because his fat hero, fucking fat ass Ono, 
fat ass hero came in and he was like, "Oh, I gotta look good. I gotta support my guy." Fucking loser. If they really went- supported the guy. They would have said something. And when I was yelling all that shit to cash his own though, yo, I gotta find. I'm gonna I'm watch that. I'm gonna order that on like Evolve, whatever, wherever they do it, because I gotta hear myself yell he probably, all the shit I yelled at him. He probably like went back to Poughkeepsie or wherever the fuck he lives and like jerked off with his Cassius Ono shirt and like ejaculated on his own stomach and let the cum dry or something like that. <laughs> Fat fuck. Lord. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this this week we're not going to do a, a top three Just because we have so much to talk about The top three segment will be back next week though Yeah, it's too much wrestling Too much wrestling stuff happened. Too much, we've been gone two weeks And a lot has happened in those two weeks So uh, let's start with the Evolve show that we went to um, Overall thoughts from me I enjoyed, I think, every match we watched Um we didn't stay for the last two matches because we were going to another show because that's what Los Marcos do, you know. We don't we don't bar hop, we show hop. So we went to a diff- we went to the House of Glory show after that. But the Evolve show, I I liked it. It was my first Evolve show, and um, I don't know what you what you guys think of the show. I thought it was good. Um, I'm not a big fan of uh, other indies that aren't New York City based, but they 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 had a solid show. They had. The king of the Indies, the best, the best up and coming wrestler right now, Darby Allen. They had a great match. Um, that's that's like my main takeaway was again seeing Darby Allen have an amazing match. The other matches before that were also very fine matches. Straight wrestling. It wasn't uh, boring lock holds like Ambrose and Rollins at TLC, but they were good, solid matches. Um, nah, the the card was dope. Like, I was really enjoying the card. Um, even before the match started, like, when you walked in, everything was set up, the lights were, were all going, they had the music, then the guys came out, they made the announcements, they hyped up their other two shows, and I felt like there was no lapse, there was no pause, it was just like, you know, one match ended, it was just like constant, like, you were just getting hit with action. But for me, I think, like, I, I enjoyed obviously Darby Allen. He came through his the fact that he was no selling Cassius's um, finisher was hilarious because all the fat marks in there were all bitching and complaining. And I don't know if it was just me, but I felt like there was only like seven people in there that knew who Darby was, and it was like us three and then four other people who had Darby Allen shirts. But by the end kn- of it, yes, like the hypocrites that they are, <laughs> these freaking <Agreed>. marks. <laughs> <laughs> are all chanting for Darby Allen. Yeah, when he did his fucking uh his his moonsault into the stands, everybody's like, "Oh my god, who's this guy?" Um I did also like the Skunk crew. Um they were pretty hilarious. Um the uh, especially Leon Ruff, the guy he did that, he did like the fake phoenix move where he jumped on the top rope to the bottom rope and then there's the flip. But I really did like my favorite person tonight was the white guy with the mustache named Harlem Bravado who came out to MOP style music and had Oscar mad the entire match <laughs> because his gimmick is, I guess, a gentrifier. I'm, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really confused. He can't, his name is Harlem Bravado. He's a white dude. He, he comes out to MOP style hip hop music. He's wild cocky, 
but he looks like he shops at Whole Foods and drinks uh and drinks Chianti wines with his cheesecake. Like I'm wild confused who this guy is. Wild confused. Yeah, I like um the the skunk crew. They they do the No Way Jose and uh I forget the guy that they gave it to before that, um Adam Rose. Yes, Adam Rose. Like they do that gimmick but they do it a hundred times better somehow. And with only like yeah. four like four or five people. Um there was like a lot of little things that I liked from certain wrestlers, like uh that match with Leon Riff and Josh this guy Josh Briggs, who is that guy is like really tall. When he walked in the <laughs> ring and he jumped onto the apron and when he like stood there I was like, Holy shit, like this guy just blew up. But um he did a f- like something a little detail that I really like and I told you Kells about it. Like right he hit he he hits his finisher and then he looked at the crowd and kinda like smirked at everybody and then did like a super cocky pin. I think that's like like heel like heel shit one oh one, like I miss like I like I love little details like that in wrestling. Yeah, because his, his finisher is fucking sick. It's a choke slam into like a code breaker. Like the thing is insane. Never seen that before. Never seen that before. And it and it hurts. You could like the shit is painful. Like he didn't botch it. And then the fact obviously he was against a small guy, but like the way Ruff landed exactly on his knees and he bounced up in the air, I was like, yo, this this thing looked like it was painful. And he like you said, he's just a big, huge fucking dude. So he looks like it looks good. If you guys. If you guys yes. look him up, he reminds me of Test. He like Test mixed with Luke Harper, I guess. The way he looks. Because when he came out, we were all like, what is this? Like a, a Bray Wyatt gimmick or whatever? But. Oh, but he did have like a. He had like a studded shoulder pad. Which, t- like the whole match, I was like, if this guy hits him with it, he should, he should be disqualified. <laughs> but that's like nicking. Like, nit- <laughs> that's just nitpicking from me. I'm just being a fucking mark at that point, but. I, I like that guy, Josh Briggs. If you guys want to look him up, he's he's good. He's a big wrestler. He does look like Tess, but I think more of a Luke Harper work rate because Tess's work rate was not not good. Any other wrestlers from that night besides the God Darby Allen? What do you guys think of uh, Fake Killmonger, uh, Mister Bishop King? I just thought he was a fake Killmonger. It was really <laughs> nothing. Nothing really stood out for me about him. Well, he did do the the fucking moonsault off the top rope and almost hit. So that was oh. kind of impressive. He almost killed himself on the Laboom logo. <laughs> yes, so, he did. <laughs> so this goes out to the um the colored kit. I'm fucking. I'm I'm messing up everyone's name. You guys got. Will you guys come? Y'all going to Laboom? That's all I'm throwing out. So you can understand how this guy almost decapitated his own self in a nightclub. Shout out to LaBoom. Shout out to Evolve having shows at a nightclub. I don't think that guy knew or he had to. No, I don't think he knew how close that was because his head like barely got by the, the monitor and the logo they have up there. How tall was he? He's got to be like 6'5". Around there. He's, he's a pretty tall, tall guy. He was a pretty fucking big dude. And then Oscar got mad because he came out with his flick vest and <laughs> it was like not properly on his... I'm surprised you didn't yell at him, Oscar, and tell him to like make sure his like his gear and his kids where the, are in where order. the hell were his dodge? I'm not about <laughs> cultural appropriation. <laughs> Wait, are we we have to also mention this about Evolve. Um shout out to the Empanada ladies. Ooh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Um those joints were legit. 
but do not shout out the prices. But no shout out to Laboom's drink prices, like Oscar said, because they fucking will destroy your pockets. They will destroy your pockets. So when you go to Laboom, just make sure that you know it's gonna be twelve dollars minimum for anything. Basically, and, so. <laughs> and we tried to like pregame before, but there's nothing around there. To try, like, there's, there's no bars around there. I mean, there's 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 bars. They just not, you know, they on they on Roosevelt, and they. I mean, y'all don't have a choice when y'all come to New York City. I'm gonna be y'all tour guide. Y'all really, <laughs> y'all not telling me where we going. I'm telling y'all where you going. So whatever you read on like TripAdvisor, places not to go, that's where we going. But don't worry, we got you. We go on the boom. We definitely got you. We just, you know, <laughs> things we can't talk about. Oh, and, and once again, as the only certified chef on this pod, I just want to put out there that Oscar for a week, ladies and gentlemen, seven days in a row, he hyped the fuck out of these. I had never been steaks. there. It was highly rated on Yelp. About these Philly cheese. You, he's lying because I clearly shack. said I never went there. Hold on. That was in some shack underneath Home Depot. And I went in there. And ladies and gentlemen, that was more than likely not a Philly cheesesteak. It was a, a pepper seasoning meat and cheese sandwich. And their hot sauce was an excuse for hot sauce. It was a joke. It was like watered down ketchup with spices in it. And frankly, Rocco's Italian sausages gets zero Timberlands from me. <laughs> I picked a place that was close to the to the arena. Matter of fact, Rocco's Italian sausages gets Timberland sandals for me. That's what their rating is. A Timberland sandal. A Timberland slide. Okay, you know what that is? Nobody knows what that is because it's trash <laughs> and it's garbage. And I Oscar, I'm highly disappointed. Next time I get the pick. Because frankly, I thought us at the Los I Marcos. a place close to the fucking arena. We told crap. you. We told you. I thought us at Los Marcos. We agree. We love two things. Wrestling and Mexican. You cannot go wrong with Mexican food. And both of you are Mexican. So. I, this comes. I this comes. This do. comes from two guys who don't drive. I am not spending my gas money to go another 10 minutes away when the show's right there. Listen, you're just mad because me and Varro don't have to rely on a two-ton vehicle to get to where we work at. I don't either. I take the train to work. My commute is We're going minutes. to work. My commute is 30 minutes. Varro's commute is 45 minutes. And then on Saturdays, you have to drive all the way to Connecticut. Sorry. It's not our fault. <laughs> it's not our fault, bro. Don't blame us. Blame your check. Blame the person that writes your check. Okay? Shout out that man. But we do appreciate everything you do for us, Oscar. We appreciate appreciate you driving us around but just don't ever take us to Rocco's cheesesteaks no more cause that's not happening that's that's a no go bro okay now speaking of Oscar driving us around after we were done at uh, La Boom having empanadas Oscar was like yo let's go to this House of Glory show and we went so I'm gonna let Varro start because I think Varro has strong feelings about this and I'm just gonna you know Back off. Am I allowed to express my strong feelings about this show? <laughs> nah, you allowed to say. It's... Or, or are we uh, p- potentially fucking up the bag? <laughs> oh, this. You know, I like bags. I don't know about two niggas. I like bags. Gucci bags, uh, Louis bags. More than seventy-five cents in my anchor account. Shout right. out to anchor. Best, <laughs> the best part of that. The best part of that show 
was the the lady that works there. She was wa- walking around <laughs> with air, like this aerosol can, uh, I guess like an air freshener, because she knows that marks don't take baths. <laughs> and that, that First of all, was dying. That have... was not air freshener. Whatever that was, it was. That was, that was Cisco grade air freshener with sanitizer in it. So not only does it make it smell good, but it cleans the germs in the air because marks don't shower and they're full of germs. <laughs> okay? Wherever you go that there's a bunch of marks, it's like the 1700s. Just just expect everything. The Black Plague, gonorrhea, sip, um, polio, any disease that's been wiped out by vaccines, it's at a fucking house show because marks are disgusting and they're dirty and they're nasty. <laughs> I love you. I don't know what these guys are talking about. <laughs> but um uh, the thing Let's, about that right, now was, we'll let, now we'll about that was hilarious. I've been on lot I've been on a lot of nightclubs before. I didn't never see anyone spray besides the bathroom. This was not the bathroom. This was like <laughs> what would have been considered the middle of the dance floor. And she was spraying just air freshener. I've never seen such craziness. So the show started off. We we got there uh, after like two matches in. We missed the Subway Mania guys. Shout out to them. They got a little they got a little in ring time. Um, which was I'm very sad that we did not see the Subway Mania guys because they're all hilarious. They represent my hood. Um, Ted DiBiase was there cutting a promo. Wasn't really cutting a promo. He was just talking, literally just talking. So he was letting us know how he's found Jesus, which is I mean great. But, I mean, I don't think we pay for your sermon. If I wanted to watch a Ted DiBiase sermon, I would go on my YouTube page and watch him. But I'm too busy watching Watch Culture Wrestling. The other thing was um, Shane Strickland, who I think is one of the most underrated wrestlers right now. Hopefully he signs WWE in 2019. So he had a match against the House of Glory champion, Anthony Gangoni, which Gangoni is, is a solid wrestler, but he doesn't look like a champion. So I'm I was sad that Strickland didn't go over. He, looks, understand. Like a, he looks like a C grade ricochet. Basically. Not even B grade. Oh. C grade. C grade ricochet. That's what he looks like. Gangone, the the H O G heavyweight champion. Gangone looks nothing like Ricochet. Gangone looks oh, like I'm Zach thinking somebody else. Hold on. Yeah, you you're yeah. looking at I'm thinking of Evander. Oh, you're James. thinking about like Monte or Evander James. Yes, yeah, never yeah. mind. Anthony Anthony Gangone looks like Zach Galifianakis decided <laughs> to wrestle. That's Jesus, what it looks like. This is a fact. Um, so Shane Strickland's the man, though. Shane Strickland's amazing, but they put on a solid match. It's just when you when you're world champion, don't look like a world champion. It's kind of kind of hurts. Um, and then but, it's also hard to wrestle when your thong keeps riding out your back. Because Gangon was wearing a thong. I don't care what nobody tells me. 100% he's wearing a thong. And that lead, <laughs> so, that lead of thong, bro. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> so, the next match... I'm, the next match was supposed to have um, Sammy Callahan, but allegedly he missed his flight. I feel like he went on a coke binge in Long Island. Either Damn. or... Wow. <laughs> either or he don't show the event. Um, so, there's that. Uh, LAX was there. This was the... They had a match against Amazing Red and some dude named Smiley. I don't know what that was about. It's sadly the worst LAX match I've ever watched in my life. And this is probably because Amazing 
It's probably because Amazing Red didn't show up. And I love he, them. I what, love do you mean, what do you mean? Amazing I'm, Red did like a heel turn or something like that? He's he like smiley in the but, ring or some shit this like was that? A, this was the <laughs> second straight Amazing oh, Red turn yeah. out of show. So I'm confused at what's going on with Amazing Red. I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on, but the, the match was not as great as it should have been. LAX doesn't have bad matches, so I'm definitely not putting that on LAX. Um, the women's champion match, it was, think of WWE title matches before this women's revolution. It was quick, to the point, it was nothing special. Just an average um, title match. And then um, Ken Broadway with Matt Travis, this was almost like a death match. Uh, two kids actually from the hood. I thought they put on a decent match. They had a couple of flippity floppity spots at the end. I'm I'm a big mark for flippity floppity shit. <laughs> uh, they had thumbtacks. They used what was that? Cho- what were those like chopsticks? What were those things? No, it was uh, it was uh, what you gonna call it? Uh, sh- like shish kebab sticks, like the fucking the 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 sticks they you put the meat on. Yeah, so. they legit use real shish kebab sticks. Yo, me. that shit was in match. Travis's forehead because remember when Ken Broadway slapped it and he let go, they were like sticking out his head in the air, like hanging. I was like, oh yeah. So <laughs> shout out to Matthew Travis because my man was my man really posted old pics of him wearing a yellow biggie, and <laughs> I don't know too many people who wore a yellow biggie and still have it in their closet hanging. I know Kells had like a crazy colored biggie. I just had a black one and I wore it once and I gave it to my cousin because I was not getting robbed for that shit. I had a sky blue biggie, bro. Wore with my sky blue and black ace solos with my trues on. You're you already know. So a biggie is a mermot, the expensive mermot, not the Yukon that a lot of dudes had. It's the mammoth, bro. The, the mammoth. mammoth. So if you had one of those and you ain't get robbed for one of those, use real. Facts. So that's why I shout out to Matthew Travis. Anytime you see a dude from the hood making it, trying to make it a wrestling, it's a good thing because he could have been doing a lot of other BS. But that was like a rundown House of Glory show. I've been to a few of them. This wasn't the best show, but hopefully with the new year coming, they got Pentagon coming. They got Great Mooder coming. We'll see what it is. I did like Ken Broadway, though. His gimmick is legit. Yeah, Ken, basically, if you want to know who Ken Broadway is, look at Leo Rush, because Leo Rush stole his whole gimmick. I believe so. Ken Broadway... These are facts. Ken Broadway got a good gimmick. And then he has like his rapper friend come out and sing his own song. Like He's got his own song. That shit is legit. He, his rapper friend looks like Belly. So Very, no, he looks like, like Belly and Nav together. It was perfect. It was exactly the same. If you didn't, they give, didn't they give us like a sticker or some shit at the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah. Vava refused to take the sticker if I remember correctly. No, Come I took on, it. I, like that, I took it. Oh, I thought Vava refused the sticker. What? Did you throw it to the side of the road or did you fucking do it, asshole? I have no idea where it is, but I took it. <laughs> but yeah, that was. Well, a quick rundown of HOD show. Uh, I like a couple of technical stuff from that show that I that I looked out for. A um, couple of the ma- matches. You know when they do the, the strong style kicks? You're supposed to slap your leg or like slap something so that it makes a, a pop. Um, a, yeah. couple, a couple of those matches, they were just landing these kicks. but And the crowd was dead. Let me, let me say that before we get into this. But the crowd was dead. So especially when you have like a dead crowd, you want you need to throw in those slaps to like liven the crowd up and give them something to ooh and ah over. Because if you're just landing these kicks and you hear nothing, they don't really and they don't look that good. You, you're not gonna get you're not gonna wake up the crowd. And I think 
in one of the I think the women's match I I was annoyed by that. Um, what other? There was another match where the marks annoyed the crap out of me because it was I don't even it was like an average match and they started a this is awesome chant. <laughs> like what are you doing? Like no, these sheep are like programmed to chant this is awesome for anything. When the match is not awesome, you're you're doing yourself a, a disfavor because you're lying to these wrestlers that they're putting on a great match, and they're gonna think they can do this again on another show and bore the shit out of another crowd. Like you stupid marks, like you're 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 hurting yourself. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yo, this is this is definitely causing <laughs> And then what? What else from that show that I took away? I think that's it. Oh, death matches are not for me. I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy them. I think as a kid, a lot of these like TLC bumps that like Jeff Hardy would take, they they would they would get me excited. But as a as an adult, I watch them take the bumps, and then I'm just like, move because I don't want you to be dead. <laughs> That's Varro speaking. I love death. Like it's part of it's a natural cycle of life, my man. If you die in the ring for me, that means you really care about me as a fan. Wow. Because if I was a wrestler, I'd die in the ring for you. I'd have almost died wrestling in my fucking apartment when I was a little kid. You uh, gotta do what you gotta do hey, in life. If you if you didn't almost die as a kid wrestling, then you didn't you, you had a shitty childhood. Yo, Joshua used to jump off the top of the top of a bed like he was um um the mass murderer not named Chris Benoit. My man so my man jumped off the we had bunk beds and then we had another bed on the side of the bunk bed. My man jumped top of the bunk bed. And missed the matches. And he got right back up. Because that's what real people do. He's, he he knows so that, that floor job, bro. He hit that floor hard. He got right back up. Sometimes what you got to do. So that's what these wrestlers got to do. If my three-year-old cousin could do it, so can a 25-year-old man. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> next wrestling show of the week. We're going to hand this one over to Kells because me and Oscar are not up to date on New Japan wrestling. There was yeah. seventy five near falls. Kells, this is and that was it. You you, you already <laughs> know. I counted all of them. You already know. I, as the only trained chef here, I like my wrestling. Like I like my my flavor palettes. International. You know what I'm saying. So I took a little trip to Tokyo, which I really didn't. I was at work, but <laughs> you know it was slow. The semester was over. You know the kids wasn't really coming to eat. You know. So I decided to watch NJPW Road to the Tokyo Dome while I was at work. So, you know, these, these things work out. That's what you get paid for. That's what you get the bag for. So <clears throat> pretty much only NJPW watchers are going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oscar and fucking Var are going to be like, I don't know what the hell Kels is talking about. I only know one thing but you're going to mention. I'm just, you only know one thing, and that's it. But, uh, um, you know, as NJPW does, uh, we got Road to the Tokyo Dome, which is next month uh, in January. And, you know, shout out to NJPW. Their next show is in Cali, and it is actually sold out. Their tickets all sold out in 30 minutes. Um, and then they have Road to Tokyo Dome, which is uh, January 4th. So January 4th is Road to Tokyo Dome, and then the 30th is when they have their show in L.A. You know, just continues to see how NJPW is trying to make their way into the United States market and compete with WWE. So, you know, <clears throat> it was a lot of pretty much like factions versus factions or a lot of tag matches 
or it was a lot of singles matches with interruptions from other tag matches from other groups. But uh, the first match on the card was Ren Narita and Teodaki Kanemasu versus Shota Omino and Ayato Yoshida. This match was important because Kanemitsu actually got injured in 2016, so this was his first match um, since 2016. Uh, this is also an important match as well because Kanemitsu was a young lion, which is like an up-and-coming wrestler in NJPW, and pretty much all the guys that he was with kind of moved up, and they're pretty much, this was his first match, so they're trying to see how he was doing. Pretty much, they took kind of like the Stone Cold Steve Austin Bret Hart finish, where Kanematsu was in a Boston Crab, um, Uminu had it, and the match ended in a draw, so like the time was, so nobody won. Um, Kanematsu pretty much came out strong, you know, so they kind of shows that they have some faith in him. Which is pretty good. Uh, next match was uh, Roppongi 3K and Rocky Romero versus Juice and Liger, Tiger Mask, and Toa Inari. Um, even though Roppongi 3K and Rocky Romero won, if Oscar watched this match, he'd like it because it was a lot of flippy shit. Because obviously it included Yushin Liger and Tiger Mask. It's always good to see the Legends wrestle. Uh, it was a fun match. It wasn't really anything important, but you know, it was a fun match. Um, the Tomorrow Ishii and Hiduku Goto versus Minoru Suzuki and Takashi Izuka match. Uh, tomorrow, Ishii and Gato won. It was just a brawl. Pretty much a lot in this match, most of these guys had beef. So they were just punching the shit out of each other for like 20 minutes. And pretty much that was it. The next match was the Evil and Sonata match um, versus Yujiro and Takashi. Um, I mean, Takahashi. Uh, Evil <laughs> and Sonata. That was a comedy match, pretty much. So not really much to say. And pretty much like all NJPW cards, they fucking backload. The front of the end of the card, so like you have all the best wrestlers at the end, not like WWE who disrespects all their wrestlers. So the first match that was important was you had uh, 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 Naito. Uh, so it was Naito and Tagachi and Bushi versus Taichi, Desperado and Kanemaru. So this match was important because Naito won and his crew won, but Naito was attacked once again by Chris Jericho. Um, in the match, there was a lot of psychology where Naito would be wrestling and he would constantly watch over his back to see if Jericho would get him. But Jericho eventually did attack him and then he disappeared into the ring like always. So we're going to see Jericho continue with his NJPW angle. Uh, now, the next match was, was with my boy Jay White, who's better than, uh, what's this white guy? This other white guy's name that everybody fucking loves so much. Kenny Omega? Not Kenny Omega, bro. Jay White. <laughs> Jay White. Jay White is the new Kenny Omega, but Jay White is 100 times better than Hangman Page. And I don't care what anybody tells me, Jay White is 100, better, 100 times better than Jay White. So it was Jay White, Bad Luck Fail, and Tama Tonga. Those of you who don't know Tama Tonga, Tama Tonga is like, looks exactly like Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. but he just wrestles in Japan. So you had Jay White, Bad Luck Fail, Tama Tonga, and Tangaloa versus Ishimori, Kasujika, I mean, I mean, Mr. Okada, uh, Makabe, Toriyano, and Hama. So Jay White and his crew won. Um, Okada... You know, it's kind of funny to see him after all the great matches he put on with uh, Omega. He's, like, not vying for a title right now, but he should be back in the title picture after the Omega versus Tanahashi match at Road to Tokyo Dome. And, obviously, the match that everybody's been talking about. Once again, my boy, my love, the greatest right now in wrestling, the blue-eyed baby face, the GOAT, Kenny Omega, and his boyfriend Ibushi, the Golden Lovers, a.k.a. The Golden Lovers versus Hiroshi and Tanahashi and Will Ospreay. The Golden Lovers win, and they put on a five-star match. Forty-five minutes of amazing tag team wrestling. Wait, amazing. Type, how many? What type of match was that? 
tag team match. No, but how many? We I, I think you used a rating system I never heard of. It was, hold on, once again, it was a Dave Meltzer five-star match, and it was a Los Marcos 5-10 match, because okay. the match was fucking amazing, thank you very much. It was a lot of tag team spots that WWE doesn't do, that any promotion doesn't do, and we had that amazing gift that got over 200... 50,000 views where um, Ibushi does a hurricane run off the top rope to Osprey. Osprey front flips, lands, and then you have that great camera cut where Ibushi has the surprise face and Osprey standing there like a fucking beast. The important thing about this match that even though the Golden Lovers won, Omega has to fight Tanahashi at Rotosoku, but Osprey was made to look like a million fucking bucks in the match. And the announcers continued in the, throughout the whole match to talk about how Osprey is going to move up into heavyweight from junior heavyweight. So next year in NJPW, we should be seeing a Kenny Omega versus Will Osprey match, which I'm very ex- excited for because Osprey is super dope. And that is my wrap up of NJPW International Flavors, the Burnside Bully, aka Chef Kells. Y'all already know. <laughs> and you guys didn't watch it, so fuck you. I, I only know that that gif that that got like I don't know how many million views you said. But that was, that was the real that was yeah that's amazing camera work. I was NJPW just like, that, that's fire. has the best camera work of any wrestling promotion. There's no shaky cam. They don't fucking move the camera. You can see all the moves. And if you watch that tag team match, the first five minutes there was a lot of like technical wrestling, which Oscar would have had an orgasm over. <laughs> And the camera was, like, zoomed in and close, so you were able to see, like, all the wrist holds, all the foot holds, all the locks, all the turns. It was really good. Like, the way they build tension, they use the camera to build tension, which is really good. Unlike the next promotion we're going to talk about, which is fucking WWE. The greatest promotion on earth? (laughs) The the Monopoly? I thought it was fucking a WCW mark. I am, but there's no WCW anymore. And sl- sl- sadly, I'm slowly, finally coming to terms with the NWCW. I don't care that it happened 17 years ago. It takes time <laughs> to move on in life. It takes time. And with therapy and some help, I'm getting there. All right. W- <laughs> WWE TLC. Um, I'll go through the card real quick. Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander. Uh, Buddy Murphy wins, retains the title. I have I didn't watch that match because I had no idea what time the that was on the pre-show actually right. I think a lot of people were confused because originally because even I was confused. So I think the pre-show started at six, but then they, apparently they changed the pre-show to six thirty. But then if you tuned in at six thirty, the pre-show had already started. So it was like, what time did this actually start? I think everybody was confused. I think yeah. it really started at six. I yeah. think it really did start at six, but WWE. When I turned when I turned it on, Elias and Lash the the Elias and Lashley match was on, and I watched that. I thought that was a a good a good match. You got Elias went over, but then of course Bobby Lashley beat the crap out of him after, and hit us with the stupidest pose in <laughs> wrestling history, where he bends over and but it, but, but claps, it did give us, claps it, his it, cheeks it, for some reason. It did I don't make know. That Kermit like Paul, bro. Like what are you doing? It made the Kermit move fire though. Can't believe people can't believe people mark out over Bobby Lashley. Yo, I don't know what oh, you're talking I, I, about. My bad, Oscar. I forgot. My bad. You know why? You know why I like that post? Because it reminds me of WCW NWO World Tour where 
Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko would do the same pose when they smack their butts. So, sorry if y'all don't like it. I'm a fan of it. All right. Oh my god. Oh, Oscar, and, you marked out so hard for Bobby Lashley, and he's on TV clapping his cheek. <laughs> oh, if you if you from New York City, you know that's how you get foreign like clap, clap them cheeks. Look at the battle girls; oh, they don't even be stripping, man. and they make more than the strippers. Oh, Crazy. bro, I'm in tears, bro. But let's talk about and, 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 let's let's talk about. <laughs> the real best duo in WWE right now. Who? Who do you think is the best duo in WWE right now? Who? 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 The bar? We're gonna talk the about the bar. Un- no, the most underrated wrestler of all time. Oh, we're talking about our truth, bro. And <laughs> the baddest Italian chick in the world, Carmella. Like this, really? This like they're just amazing. Everything they do. They're about to get the 30th slot in the Royal Rumble, and our truth is going to WrestleMania. But first, they're going to the WWE headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. <laughs> if you, I know there's a lot of you who hate our truth, but A, y'all just racist, and B, wow. the, the guy literally has done everything he's needed to do, whether he's been an impact, whether he was K Quick in the league. So now he's always been a good a good soldier for WWE. And let's not forget, like I've, like we've mentioned before, Los Marcos, the little Jimmy gimmick. Let's not forget, he had an amazing heel run that was cut short. Like, he's underrated. He's underused. I can't wait till he's in the WWE Hall of Fame so he can give us one more amazing rap. Yeah. If you, What's if up? You, if you want to watch, like, a great R-Truth performance, I would recommend the... He was in the Bound for Glory main event. When he was in TNA. It was like a six-man... I think it was a six-man match, if you recall it. No, I don't remember. But Bound for Glory, look look it up. And R-Truth had a great a great match for the Impact... For the heavyweight title over there. But I, 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 I like the match. I'm starting to like their gimmick. I guess we need comedy in WWE. The better The better comedy we have. I'm dancing right now, guys. Bro, how do you not like that? Dance breaks, bro. Dance break. Come on, and when Arch, come on. You you know when he comes out. What's up? What's up? Everybody goes crazy. That's, 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 that's dope. That's dope. <laughs> when has Arch not gotten the loudest pop? <sighs> Tell me when I'm wrong, bro. The show this could bro- be completely dead. Arch comes out career. and hits his song. He hits his song. People go crazy for Arch, bro. This did bring back his career. <laughs> I'm excited for Arch. He deserves this. Hopefully he doesn't fuck it up and come out 30th at the Women's Rumble. I hope he does. <laughs> yeah, they're going to do something something like that. He's going to come out 30th and take Carmella's spot. It'll be hilarious. And then the social, <laughs> the social justice warriors will be up in arms on Twitter because they put a man into a women's match. Like, Nah, I think the social justice warriors are too busy defending Cosmopolitan's cover of that fucking obese chick. That'll be alright. You know what's worse than social <laughs> justice warriors there? Though the old ass fucking road warriors complaining about motherfucking women headlining 
pay-per-views now. Just get over it. This ain't 1980s. You're complaining about people booing during matches. Nobody booed in the 1980s because they were brainwashed by Reaganomics. That's why they didn't fucking boo back then. Now, guess what? We have our third eye motherfucking open to the BS around us. And if we don't like something, we're going to boo it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Relax, Ask. We're getting feedback on your mic. We don't, we, don't need third no, we don't need you is open. Getting, don't need you getting killed by the higher power, bro. Relax. <laughs> it's open, baby. Illuminati you know and Los Marcos listening. You know that, was? that was the higher power was trying to cut my mic off. But you know what cut my mic off? <laughs> this is Oscar's pipe bomb, guys. This is Oscar's pipe bomb. <laughs> Conspiracy Oscar in the house, ladies and gentlemen. A true killer, killer cross mark. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Killer Cross. He's making me look into my conspiracy gimmicks even more. <laughs> Alright, the next match, The Bar versus The New Day versus The Usos. Uh, I think it was a solid uh, triple threat tag team match. I think they always, these these two, these three teams always go out there and perform, put on good matches. What do you guys take away from that match? I've seen this match 15 times, so I have that, nothing to but say. But do you get bored of it? Like, do you enjoy it every time? I, I enjoy it every time I watch it. It's it's like a good gambling game. Like, oh, who's going to win this time? But other than that, it's not really, you know, nothing really surprises me or makes me excited. So I don't really. Nope. Don't care. <laughs> Ask. I love seeing the three of them, so yeah, I don't I don't get tired of the matches. It gets annoying. I'm like, oh, again? And then the match starts and I get over it. It's like when I was playing, like, um, No Mercy, and I would have the same Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko against people. You know, sometimes it happens. <laughs> All right, next match, Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. And Corbin's job was on the line, and Strowman's title shot at the Royal Rumble was on the line. And since Braun Strowman was not cleared to wrestle, they did the next best thing they could do. They had everybody that Baron Corbin has been screwing over for the past month come out and help him beat up Baron Corbin, and then Braun just pinned him. I liked I liked what they did. I thought it was entertaining. Um, every like All these guys that Corbin screwed over got to hit their finisher on him, and then Strowman just pinned him. I think it was the right move by WWE, and then Corbin's run as GM is over. Yeah, they they put, um, as mentioned by the GOAT, Simon Miller, they, there was one episode of Raw lately where um, this kid was 33% of the show. Like, I understand you're the raw general manager, but you don't need that much screen time. They they put him on the screen so much because they wanted a scapegoat for the low ratings, which is trash. Like he's not the he's not the lone reason people stop watching. Just raw sucks. Like the GM could have been Mick Foley with the rock and the ratings would still have been low because it just sucks. The product sucks. Don't have a scapegoat like Baron Corbin when the reality is the pro- that product just is not good right now. Like I th- they just I th- use them as a scapegoat. I think Corbin did a good job though. Like with the I think he was the a good role heel. he was given, and he's a great heel. Like people legit boo him. I don't think he gets like you know how a lot of the heels now get cheers. I don't. I don't think Baron Corbin gets any cheers when he comes out. He's like a true heel, old school. Shout out to Baron Corbin's watch collection. That shit is brolic. 
Rollie Baron Corbin. He wears Baron Corbin got Rollies, APs. He's he's dripping. His wrist be dripping. I still don't understand. I'm really confused how he got all his money. I guess he really saved his NFL money. Bro, WWE wrestlers make money, bro. Not, uh, not really. Oh, not really. So, bro, we make. Yeah, bro, I've looked at some of the contracts. They don't. A lot of them don't even make more than like me. <laughs> I, I don't believe that, bro. There's some people who make forty, fifty thousand dollars a year in WWE. That's this that's, is hundred percent NXT there's, people, bro. We're not talking about WWE. There's main roster, roster people that barely make six figures. Who? Look, who? look it up. Who? Legit, look it up. You can who? find the you can find the contracts. Look it up. Who? They barely the make. They make like a hundred thousand. Bro, there's people on the main roster that made like a hundred thousand, like literally, like top, like one hundred, one ten, one twenty, which is not yeah, that but much that's, money. But that's if you salary. Think how much money you spend? We're not talking about merch sales. We're not talking about all that they shit. don't get that much off merch sales either. Bro, Baron Corbin is arch. Truth is making. Baron Corbin was right? in the NFL. Baron Corbin probably saves his on the phone money really well. Do you do yourself a favor and go revisit what Baron Corbin was in the NFL means because that's like saying that Goldberg was in the NFL, that Brock Lesnar was in the NFL, that The Rock was in the NFL. Yes, no. Rock A, The Rock was never in the NFL. B, Goldberg was in the NFL in the nineties where the salaries were trash. Baron Corbin's in the NFL lately with the salaries, even for fucking players on the um, whatever practice squad, is still decent. It's a hundred thousand. That's what they make on practice squad. Practice squad guys makes fifty to hundred thousand. That's all I make. Telling you, yes. bro. W- yes. WWE practice guys squad get paid. money. Practice squad money. You get fifty hundred thousand for what? Five six months of work. These WWE wrestlers make like one twenty for three hundred forty days of work. Like who? Who are you talking about, bro? They get paid. Even fucking our our boy, Mister Heath Slater, friend of the pot. You know, he making money too. They all making money, bro. I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy with all this Heath uh, he Slater screen time. I like I like yeah, Heath Slater because you, you got a retweet. That's why, bro. <laughs> I didn't do that for the retweet. All right. He's a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, yeah, bro. All right. Next match at TLC: Natalia versus Ruby Riot. I think we all knew who was going to win this match. Uh, the build up to the match was just Ruby Riot disrespecting the shit out of um, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. I don't think. That they were ever going to let her go over. Like, let all that dis- disrespect go over. So, Natalia won the match. I think Ruby Riot's a really good wrestler. And she's going to be good for the future of WWE and, and their women's division. Um, overall, I enjoyed the match. Good match. This is why WWE is shit. Um, if WWE wants to build heels, you have to build your heels to be the most disgraceful, disgusting people in the world and Ruby Riot should have won. She should have fucking suplexed Natalia through that table with her father on her and then she should have fucking teabagged her after. And she should have cut her promo just shitting all over the Hart family legacy and walking out with the whole squad. But WWE in their infinite wisdom is now going to, you know, let Natalia win and then she's probably going to turn heel soon because of what Cor would happen on Raw, which we will talk about later. So, you know. Not how that goes. So, what else right. we got? Would you, Oscar, anything to add to that match? Nah. 
Alright, Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre for the 950th time. Finn Balor wins. But I think Dolph Ziggler helped him. And then Finn Balor's in the backstage interview is like, I don't know what Ziggler was doing out there. Ziggler confronts him and beats him up. I think we've seen what Balor and McIntyre can do. I wasn't I wasn't interested in the match. I don't know if you guys were. Nope. But that we can skip that. Next match, Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton. Mysterio wins the chair match. That was my bathroom break. So I don't know what happened. I I thought it was an okay match. Not not no not too exciting, but did the job. There was a little detail in that match that I liked by uh, Orton. So the finish of the match was Rey Mysterio doing like a like a hur- like a Hurricane Rana or something, and Rey Mysterio gets the pin. But like the whole time, Randy Orton is actually trying to kick out. A lot of the time, when Mysterio has matches, he'll he'll hit the Hurricane Rana, and their opponents kind of just roll up and don't try to kick out. So I think that that effort that Randy Orton showed by kicking out was like like wrestling one on one. It's like the small details that. That I that I miss in like in wrestling. Did you... He also had the uh, Mysterio had the penguin slide with the chair. Oh, that was dope was cool, too. Which was a cool spot. He landed right on top of um, Randy Orton. But that was, I guess, that was like a fan service match. Like, oh, here's two of our veterans. You know, enjoy a nice match. Yeah, which wasn't, is, wasn't which, too bad. Wasn't I mean, bad the, yeah. The thing with Randy Orton, he's a safe worker. He doesn't hurt people like like Seth Rollins and stuff. So. Like, we need to have a solid match with somebody. You just put him in Randy Orton. He put, he put Sting out of his misery. Come on. He's Let it go. <laughs> there was no Sting misery. Okay. Okay. You can barely watch the ring, but okay. Next match, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. Ronda wins via the arm bar. And I I don't know that match was whatever. I think Ronda's Ronda's good, and Nia Jax is trash. So you can skip that. I don't. Yeah, I don't like do, talking I about do. people not trash back. It's not. Yeah, yeah. She she doesn't matter. All right. Next match. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, you know, you know what? Real quick though, uh, Ronda and Oscar they do have something in common. So. Ronda had the Chris Benoit stripes on her tights. Oh yes, this this weekend. So she she's a supporter of murdering your whole family. Wow! Shout out to shout out to Ronda. Shout out to the fact that Chris Benoit still has a son, so he didn't murder his own family. What was what? he like at the was was he like at a barbecue or something? With a different different um different uh, mother. That doesn't count, Oscar. He killed his immediate family. That son's immediate family. It's his son. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you mean to say he killed the people he lived with? You can have immediate family you don't live which with. Which was his family. <laughs> yes, but you just said his whole family. He had a son. Oh alive. God! Technically, you're wrong. He had a Oscar son still alive. The, with the just Crisp and Juan and Malenko, just just part of the holy trinity of people we can't speak bad about in front of Oscar. Basically, you said his whole family. His son's still moving, B. <sighs> All right. Technicality. He didn't. He didn't tap out to the crossface. I mean, he did tap out to the crossface. So let him go. <sighs> Disgusting. 
All right. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles in a very technical match that I did not see going that way. Um, I have to rewatch that match because I wasn't I wasn't entertained by it. I think because it was a technical match and I wasn't expecting a technical match. So maybe you guys can talk about it a little more. So Val is a, a Mexican, so of course he's big into the flippy, flopping <laughs> matches. <laughs> so he doesn't he doesn't appreciate technical, amazing matches like oh, I do. No, I do. How I'm a freaking Bret Hart mark. I just wasn't expecting it. Oh man! Come so, on, Oscar. I, I expected just finish it. I expected people getting kicked in the, in in the balls more. I was very disappointed. There was no not much ball <laughs> kicking in this match. To me. <laughs> Daniel Bryan is the best ball kicker since Goldust and the Shattered Dreams. I know, I know, um, Kyle's would appreciate that. Skills loves doing Shattered Dreams. He, that's his go-to move in life. Bro, but, um, guess the job done. I, I thought it was a solid match. Um, not, not the best technical match I would expect out of them. And like Vala said, I wasn't expecting a technical match from him. So it was kind of like, kind of caught me off guard. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm all about this new Daniel Bryan. The, he's not selling merchandise. Everything he wears is from a thrift shop. Like, that's dope. I don't do that. I got the drippy champion suit on right now, baby. But I still do thrift shops right now and then. Peter, like, a decent match. But like Vava said, it, was, it wasn't, like, crazy memorable. That match was two vanilla midgets. <laughs> In the fucking ring, trying to put an entertaining match, but they're vanilla midgets, so the match wasn't entertaining. Okay. Once again, Daniel Bryan continues to prove to me why he is one of the most overrated wrestlers in WWE and in wrestling. Because the minute he came on TV, I was just like, I don't want to watch you. I don't care about his theme song. I don't care about his underwear, his knee pads with dragons on it. Uh, Y'all already know how I feel about AJ Styles because he is a hater of gay people. And he just said he didn't agree with their views. Bro, you know what that means, bro. He's from the South. Come on, don't play stupid. He was in a he was in a group with Finn Balor. How can he not like them? Don't play <laughs> don't play stupid, bro. I don't bang with AJ Styles. I don't bang with his soccer mom haircut. I don't bang with his BMX gloves. And I, it's just two vanilla midgets. I I was bored. I was just like on my phone watching memes and shit during the match. And I went back and watched it and you know, obviously if this was like an indie match, everybody would have been like, oh, match of the year. But for me, it was just like, yeah, two vanilla midgets with was, long hair in the ring. Was there a This Is Awesome chant during that match? Of course there was. There bro. was, right? Of course, of course. These fucking marks. Come on, bro. Doing themselves a disservice by lying a to these dis- wrestlers. A disservice. Lying. By lying to them. Lying. Just fucking lying. Stop, just stop fucking lying. Stop lying. lying to wrestlers, guys. Come on. And you know, and this is how you know they're vanilla midgets. It's because they were they were both third match to last. They didn't get the main event. They have another midgets. And, right. then the, and then the match after that was even worse. <laughs> That's so. what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins in a terrible match. I don't Ugh. I don't remember one spot from that match 
except the finish, which made no sense to me. So the finish was Rollins was about to pick up the win, and then Ambrose just puts out the shield fist, and Rollins has like a mental breakdown in the ring. He just like starts looking everywhere, and then Dean Ambrose takes the dirty deeds and wins the Intercontinental title. But this is a guy you're like supposed to hate and want to beat the shit out of because he's broken up the shield and he beat you up on the day that Roman Reigns announced that he had leukemia. So in the streaks, if somebody puts out their fist, you're not going to have a mental breakdown. You're just going to keep beating the shit out of them. And this match was overall, it was it was bad. Half, you, half you a Tim. Half, half, half a Tim. Half a Tim. It makes no sense. You're in the fight, right? Wrestling, you're fighting. That's not a fight, man. That that's one of those things where where wrestling, like where WWE does all stuff with a projection. Because remember, Dean and his promo was like, "You're gonna slip up. You're gonna mess up. I <laughs> <laughs> got you." And then what happens? He slips up and he dirty deeds him and went. But frankly, you know what? I'm kind of excited for Ambrose's IC champ. It looks good on him, you know. He got some. He got some cutty from Renee, from the comments they were making on Raw. So good for Ambrose. <laughs> but the match was yeah, garbage. That's really so, all that matters. The match was 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 like the the crowd was like this is boring. So you know when you get the this is boring chance. But let's all be real here. We know why the marks were chanting this is boring because there were no vanilla midgets or fat people in the ring and there was nobody <laughs> that looked like them and they were two beautiful buff muscular men and they just realized <laughs> that they couldn't <laughs> <Come> on, bro. <laughs> bro listen I'm a married man with two kids I don't need to be over here saying pause and I will say pause just because I'm going to be at same, BX stand up by the way this is the same guy <laughs> that judges me when finish. I don't say pause let me finish BX stand up 718-917-347 we out here I, I burn side bully but still you know when you have two beautiful muscular men in the ring who look like Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins and get loads of pussy the marks are going to chant this is boring so even though the match was bad I didn't think it deserved a this is boring chance frankly the vanilla midget match deserved a this is boring match because I was about to go to sleep my wife woke me up in the middle of the match. <laughs> so, I'm going to give them a pass. For I will one. never chant that during Vanilla Midgets. Oh, yeah, because you're the fucking lover of Vanilla Midgets, miss. Oh, Malenko over... Please. Please. Save. Wrestling was based on Vanilla Midgets. Bruno Fettino, oh, Vanilla Midget. Larry oh. Zabisco, Vanilla Midget. But that's what wrestling is about. Not these flippity, floppity flops. This is not wrestling, Oscar. It's sports entertainment. Get it right. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've you're never not, sports entertainment. You're not life. speaking the corporate language. <laughs> okay? All right. Let's talk about the match of the night. To me, yes, I'm pretty very sure good match. unanimously the match of the night. The triple threat match, TLC match, Oscar <clears throat> versus Becky versus Charlotte. Uh, a couple of spots from that match. Um... I like the Becky Lynch leg drop to Charlotte on the table where the table like it didn't give out right away. So you heard Charlotte just like get the wind knocked out of her when Becky landed on top of her. Luckily Becky Lynch didn't get hurt because there's a lot of padding there that Charlotte has uh, implanted. So broke her fall and Charlotte was okay too. 
Um, other thoughts from that match, you guys? Um, the barrier was pretty was pretty brutal. The fact that it didn't break all the way when um, Charlotte went through it, that was a pretty good spot. Um, but I think one of the things that I will take issue with in this in that match was the uh, the fucking um, the fact that Charlotte does the leg drop and pretty much there was like no space for her because like I guess Charlotte was kind of like too close to the to the edge and then Oscar was right there so it kind of made it difficult for her to do what she had to do but they took these brutal spots and they got right back back up and then like all it takes is for Ronda to like push them and they didn't even fall out of the ring they just fell off the ladder four foot onto the floor and then they couldn't get up and Oscar won like do you want me to forget all the other stuff you've been through that you got up on the match I think that's just me being uh, uh, picky but other than that the match was dope like obviously now with Oscar winning we don't really know where this is gonna go like I'm terrified that Becky might not be in the Rumble and then she might not get a Wrestlemania thing but for me I think what they're gonna do they'll probably just do the double elimination with Becky and Charlotte and then they'll just make it a triple threat around the Wrestlemania cause there's no men that are able to main event Wrestlemania at this point it's gonna be four of them and they're gonna have a McMahon in every corner <laughs> uh, I thought. Oh, I thought things. I thought things are changing. That's what Vince said. <laughs> oh, by the way, that's the reason we didn't do a show, and then we were disappointed that that, that was the announcement. So that's the night that the three of us lost our smile. <laughs> Fucking sacks, bro. Lost my smile way before that, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. A uh, good setup, but yeah, that that ladder spot bothered me because they didn't even like um, they didn't even like land on the rope or ba- and bounce off of it or something. Yeah, they didn't do you know anything. how sometimes they'll pretend like they landed like throat first into the rope paws, yeah, and like choke on the floor. But it was I don't know, but I guess good good win for Asuka back on top. She's like a legit. She should always be like a legit threat to the women's title. Facts. So they're doing. They're doing good by her by like building her back up. Uh, hey, you know, you know who does need to build her back up? Charlotte, because she has no cheeks. And I'm <laughs> gonna say this every week until she gets some cheeks. Because she got money to spend on her breasts. Listen, Charlotte, BBLs cost three grand in DR. <laughs> you got the money. Just fly out there real quick, get a little shoo shoo, and you be alright. Because <laughs> you need to do something about that. Cause she looking like Hank Hill out there. <laughs> All right, more, more, more wrestling during the last two weeks that we've been gone. We had NXT a cage match, right? It was a cage match, right? Yeah, I think. Well, a lot of stuff happened. Like obviously, like Losha Rai, she got the spot for the number one contender match after the Fatal Four Way. But there's obviously like a couple of things we discussed. You got the Dominique uh, Dijakovic debut, which is a fucking mouthful. I don't know why they gave him that name. They could have just called him Djak, and that would have been simple. But he, you know, he did his like um, his call, his his match against the Jobber. He flipped him, he threw him. He's got like a real aggressive style, which looks good. Um, but the most important thing was um, we had the gar- the Johnny Gargano friend of the pod versus the Alistair Trash match, and <laughs> you know the match was 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 fine because Gargano was carrying as he always does and then you know our boy another friend of the pod Mr. Chiampa came through 
and helped Gargano. And to the point where they had this cool spot where, like, they put their hands up and they had Black on the floor. And then Black got up and they hit their finisher from what they were a tag team. And Gargano pins them. And, you know, Gargano had, like, this disgusted face where he's like, ah, oh, like, why? Like, what came over me? So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this storyline evolves because, frankly, this has been one of the best storylines of 2018. And it's all leading, obviously, to Gargano winning the title at the TakeOver before, before WrestleMania. We'll see what goes on with this title because Ciampa has been on fire. Gargano has been on fire recently. Black is, you know, whatever. He's garbage. But, you know. NXT was was solid. They did a couple of stuff. We had Oscar's boys, Heavy Machinery, had a pretty good match. On. So, you know, Oscar loves Heavy Machinery. Why does Oscar <laughs> love Heavy Machinery? Tell me, Alvaro. Tell me why he loves them. Because they are fat. <laughs> 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 but um, I, I saw... I saw Heavy Machinery in New Orleans at the... I don't the... even know who these fat dudes are, man. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Only, fat, only fat tag team I bang with is, is Arn Anderson and, and the full, real Four Horsemen. They were Bro. Just fat. Bro, those guys can fucking move. Nah, they're, they're entertaining, yo. Um, I yo, they're them, fire. I saw them at uh, in New Orleans. I think they were part of the tapings right before TakeOver. And their match was interfered, I think, by War Machine. And I was kind of pissed. I was like, oh, I was, I was kind of enjoying that match. I wanted to, to see the finish for it. But, um, yeah, those, those guys can go and they're, they're getting called up, but we'll get into yeah. that later. Bro, Otis Dozovich hitting the worm. Bro, that dude Hilarious. is amazing, bro. It's fucking amazing. I love it. I fucking love it. The <laughs> gif of him hitting the worm and fucking the elbow drop is fucking beautiful, bro. I love it. And he wrestles in a singlet. You gotta love it. Yeah, they're they're really they're both really short though, so I don't know how that. Yeah, they're probably gonna get buried in into in the tag team division like everybody else oh, does. Of course, because I don't know how that how they're gonna make up for that. There's no way to shoot it where you make them look taller. They can't wrestle on, on stools or whatever. <laughs> but like, uh, what's that? Who's that guy you were telling us about, Kels? That we don't know Who? how tall he is. The backs he used to be. A, he does commentating now. He used to be a backstage interviewer. Oh, Tom Phillips, bro. We don't know how tall Tom Phillips is. Yeah, you, you said they prop him up, up and down, like whatever. That's a conspiracy theory. We don't know how tall he is. <laughs> if you know how, how tall Tom Phillips is, let us know. Please do. All right. The reason we delayed <laughs> our podcast last week, Monday Night Raw, there was supposed to be a big announcement from Mr. McMahon, and we got nothing we basically it, yo for for a minute i thought he was gonna retire because he was like <laughs> he's gonna like, retire until he died looked like he wanted to cry and he got me he gave us the same old bullshit basically we are the authority now so and they're basically not, they're not gonna be meddling in in raw in raw and smackdown anymore or whatever but i don't know i don't think anything's gonna change or no drastic. The worst changes. thing about the worst thing about this is how do you say people power and you don't bring bring back John Laurinaitis? Like that's the only like if you show me Laurinaitis, then I believe you that you're really trying to give power back to the people. But if you're not really doing people power, you're not really doing people power. Like you just lying to us. I'm still gonna be lied to. That's why that's why I'm gonna go get Pursuit Network and watch some of my TNA Impact at 10 p.m. Oh Lord. <laughs> Fucking Vince. 
That shit was whack, bro. Haiki, fuck, fuck, fuck Raw. Fuck SmackDown. <clears throat> Let's just continue with the don't watch the full shit. You are the authority. Like, why do you have to come out and tell me we're gonna shake things up and we're gonna give you different matches and different stuff? Like, bro, suck my dick. Brock Lesnar is still champ. Brock Lesnar is still champion. If you really cared, you would have came out and said, listen, we are holding a tournament tonight for the WWE title. Brock Lesnar is not champion. He does not defend it. That's a shake-up. Don't tell me you're going to shake it up. And then you give me Balor and McIntyre. You give me Balor and McIntyre the same night that you say you're going to shake it up. Oh, you gave me Ambrose and Breeze? Oh, finally you decide to put Tyler Breeze on the main roster where he belongs. And you announce the call-ups. Big deal. Big fucking deal. Nothing's going to change, bro. We're going to be back here next month. Same thing. Oh, this is garbage. Oh, this is terrible. And we're just going to log in every week. This is, we're just going to keep doing it. We've been doing this. We, we've been programmed. We've been doing this since we were kids. I deadass not watch Raw for four weeks. How, bro? Because I know you guys You guys let me know everything that's going on. I don't need to watch yeah, it. That's pretty true. Yeah, that's, that's true. We do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yo, um, Kels, you were saying they should do like a tournament for the title. I think, like, they want to be like more real and stuff. So they should take a page out of UFC's book. You know how they have interim titles. They should. Oh, they should do that and make then, some shit up. Yeah, like have an interim heavyweight title, and then you can write Brock into it and be like, "Oh, yo, I'm here." Like he's not the real champ, whatever. And then you can take the belt. They off tried of Brock. that with Punk and Cena. What they need to do is technically, if we want to be realistic about. It, titles. The one person who deserves a title shot is fucking Balor. Technically, he never lost. He's the one person on the roster that should get a title shot because he never fucking lost. Well, they, they got rid of that technicality when Roman won the title. Remember he did the open cha- the not open challenge. He said he was giving Finn a title shot because he never got his rematch. So that was like that, a little thing that they never they never nah, cleared up. That, and then they also WWE. got they got rid of the contractual uh, rematch, which is kind of cool because that was annoying. Because every time somebody nah, dropped, every time somebody dropped the title, it's like, oh, I know they're gonna get a rematch. So it's like a little, little bit of variety poss- possible. Oh please, what what variety? And let me tell y'all right now, just because Mustafa Ali pinned Daniel Bryan in a match. All right, does not mean that there's change, okay? That doesn't mean fucking anything. Don't forget, Jinder Mahal pinned AJ Styles on TV, and where's Jinder right now? Losing our truth on pre-show. Nothing will change. What WWE is going to... We know what they're going to do? They're going to treat you like a choppy. They're going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, Poppy, and they're going to tease you for a little bit. They're going to rub your balls. They're going to, you know, tickle your shaft. They're going to... Blue ball you, and then they're just gonna fucking walk away and leave you frustrated. That's what they're gonna do. And it's gonna be the same thing. And she's gonna tell you, "Hey, give me some more money. Give me some more money. Daddy, I need money for my rent. I need money for my car." That's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. That feels much better than Gonna treat you like a choppy, and they're gonna laugh every time you get that nine ninety nine taken out of your bank account. Every time that you go to WWE shop and you buy a T shirt. Every time that you go on Hulu and watch their trash, they're going to continue to just use you like the loser that you are. All right? That's what they're going to do. So nothing's going to change. I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. I don't, I don't want to believe it until I see it. The, the only time WWE is going to change is when Vince McMahon is lowered into a ground in a wooden casket. 
casket and he is buried. And even then, I will still worry that he'll probably come back somehow. <laughs> For someone who doesn't like CM Punk, you sure like using the words he used too. What well, well, words? Until he's dead. And even after he dies, his doofus son-in-law is going to ruin it. Triple H actually knows what he's doing. Just look at NXT. I remember yeah. SmackDown, Smackdown is run well, by Road Dogg. I like Dog. what Triple H is doing, but I'm just saying, like, that's what <laughs> uh, Punk said, that when, when Vince dies, that's what's going to change. Who? Who's that? Are you, talking about the, you talking about the UFC fighter? I'm talking about the um, <laughs> announcer for whatever, Pride or whatever it is. Uh, what else oh, from man. Raw? We got we got a women's gauntlet match. That wasn't bad. Yes. I thought it was good. Good uh good showing for all the talent. Um they finally set up Natalia versus Ronda Rousey. So maybe he'll turn soon. Natalia's Natalia. the new big show. She's the new big show, bro. She turns like every other month, so it is annoying that she cries all the time. I hate that shit. Just like Charlotte, like Charlotte cries in the ring all the time. I, I, that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> anything, anything from SmackDown. Mustafa Ali is a is a main roster now. That's cool. Oh, listen, I, like I love Ali. Listen, I love Nakamura to death, but Nakamura, you're fucked up. Just because Rusev doesn't like to wear shirts and he likes to show off his thighs, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, as a man who doesn't wear shirts in his house and who likes to also show off his thighs in tight in tight boxer briefs, I found that segment where you tried to play Rusev very offensive. Okay, Rusev is the man, and he was once a U.S. champion, and he defended it for a long time. So Nakamura, you need to chill out with that segment that you had. That was that was rude. I don't like that. Whoa. Oh, I mean, he is the U.S. Well, Rusev is the U.S. champion now. Cause spoiler alert. Well, you should have. Did you read said, the spoilers? You, you probably should have said spoiler <laughs> alert before you said that. I know. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the life I've been. I thought. I thought in the text messages we discussed that none of us read the holiday stuff because we I saved did it for the pod. Way to I go! I didn't out. read the holiday stuff. Someone took a picture of it and I saw it on Facebook. Well, you're not supposed it's to tell still, us. Dude. Still, still a spoiler, dude. Still a spoiler. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Oscar's trying, didn't... Oscar's trying to be a heel, but... Okay. What an I'm asshole. I'm a tweeter. <laughs> what an asshole. Um, more from <sighs> SmackDown. <laughs> Ali, Ali and uh, Almas in the main event. That was, that was dope. Good to see Almas finally main event SmackDown. Again... Because I think he had main evented against AJ Styles before. But you guys are going to see a lot more of Almas if this whole change thing is true. He should be in the title run. I hope he has a good Royal Rumble outing like he did last year as the NXT champion. But I think that's it for SmackDown. I don't think anything else big came up. Nah. Oh, we can talk about the NXT call-ups that are going to be made soon. We mentioned some of them. Oh, we got Lars. You got Lars we Sullivan. Got, uh, Nikki Cross, right? Nikki Cross, who has fought on the main roster, but I guess now it's official. She yeah. had that. She had that match against Becky Lynch uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery, Definitely. who is a fun tag team. 
Um, you guys, you guys are gonna enjoy them. And we had one more. Uh, it was Alexa. What's the oh, it was um. Isn't it Lacey Evans? There you go, right? Shout out to her, U.S. Marine. Is she? Yeah. She's in the court. She was in the court. She was in the court, and so was this dude that Varo likes from the Street Profits. Who? I don't even know who the Street Profits are, bro. The dudes from NXT. <laughs> I don't know who they are. You don't want to say you want to see them, the tag team from NXT. Yeah, because they're NXT stars, I wanted to see them. Oh, no, it's, you... it's it's Lacey Evans. Yes, Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans, and then also EC3, who had some, like, commercial where he looked like a male stripper. And there was, like, a zoom-in of his crotch. So. Shout out, shout out to EC3. Trash. Nah, he's fun. He had I a like, good, uh, uh, good impact. I really, I really like seeing Dixie Carter's nephew make it. <laughs> Yo, that's facts. That's facts right there. EC3 was a was a very had a nice run at impact before it became the juggernaut that hopefully it becomes, even though they just lost their network deal and like I said earlier they're on pursuit. But let's see what happens. I, I think EC three will have a solid run. He's got the look that Vince McMahon loves. Just so hopefully he can get some sort of solid push. Yeah, he'll he'll be good. He'll be good on the. He's he's like um, his gimmick is more main roster than it is NXT. Yeah. So I think he'll be good on SmackDown or Raw, wherever he ends up. Hopefully SmackDown, because Raw is complete trash. All right, next in the arms race going on in wrestling. Uh, Kel, do you want to talk about what happened this week? Um, I think we touched on last week with Walter and PCO and all these guys, but apparently um, Ring of Honor announced that they signed the Mexican prospect and one of the guys who wrestled at the All Elite main event, uh, Mr. Mexican Luchador Bandido. Now, according to reports, they're saying that WWE offered him a contract, and the contract that WWE offered him was nowhere near what Ring of Honor offered him. Uh, Apparently, All Elite Wrestling wanted to sign Bandido to make him one of their main guys. And it was on par with Ring of Honor's contract, which then Ring of Honor buffed it up even more. So now Bandido, who is one of the best young guys in the market, is now signed to Ring of Honor. And it's kind of cool to see um, a luchador get all this press and all this play and all this attention because I feel like we're seeing kind of a revival of the luchadors in the main wrestling scene, which is pretty good. And Bandido, you know, he, he's wrestled with Pentagon, with Phoenix, with Mysterio, with all those guys. So, And if you look up his matches, which they're all on YouTube, they're on Daily Motion, you will see why he's worth the money because this guy is amazing. And he looks like a million bucks, so it's pretty good. Shout out! Shout out to Daily Motion because that's how I used to watch uh, Impact before. Somebody used to upload like the whole episode, and I used to I used to watch it on Daily Motion. Their uh, copyright, their copyright laws and shit are trash. So every garbage everything stays up for mad long on da- on Daily garbage. Motion. Garbage. Yo, but shout out to Daily Motion because for the twerk, they had the the good ass twerk videos back in the day. <laughs> 
right, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's because you wasn't in, in a barrack room or a dorm room by yourself <laughs> for hours on end. Uh, oh man! So we've been hyping up. Well, me and Oscar have been hyping up Impact Wrestling for the last couple of podcast episodes, and this week they took a big hit. In my opinion, it's a big hit because they are no longer on Pop TV. Which is good because I think their pop TV contract was trash. I've I listened to this week. I listened to the two TNA podcasts that Bruce Pritchard does on, on something to wrestle with, and he said that basically the TV contract they didn't get any like um, like sales for like air like commercials and all that. They got none of that money. Like everything was going straight to pop TV. So I don't know what money they were getting from pop TV. But now, they're on Pursuit TV, which is basically a MAGA channel, and, <laughs> <laughs> and has even lower distribution than Pop TV does. So, like, I have no, I have no way of watching Impact Wrestling anymore. I hope they worked out like a YouTube deal where they have like delayed releases and they can release whole episodes and get ad revenue off of YouTube. But I don't know how you feel about this move, Ask. I mean, I'm I'm all about hunting. I'm all about guns. You know, make America great again. All that stuff. Not really, <laughs> but um, I I I don't like the move, but because mainly because I don't have pursuit on Hulu Live TV, which is a, a great alternative to cable, thirty nine ninety nine a month. Look it up. Zip code, obviously, to find out what channels you have. Um, but I feel like at least they're getting another opportunity because my main fear is they don't is that they don't get a network at all and then they lose whatever little momentum they have right now because they are the best wrestling product in North America right now. I'm not big on ROH. Never been big on ROH. I feel like Impact with the storylines with the wrestling, obviously because they have a solid lineup with. Uh, Pentagon, with Phoenix, with LAX, with Brian Cage, with Moose, with Killer Cross, with the um, their their um, Impact. The women wrestlers of Impact are still top to bottom amazing. WWE for this is the first time in WWE's history um, where they could be with Impact where they actually have better women's wrestlers. But that's because they're throwing a bag at them. Impact has no bag to throw at them. I still think Gail Kim is probably top three of all time. And hopefully she does something at the angle at, at, at the pay-per-view coming up at Homecoming. But I feel Homecoming is going to be a great pay-per-view. So I just hope that this network can do something to try to get uh, different um, providers to carry them. But I don't. it's not a, a uh, whatchamacallit. It's not an exclusive deal because they're saying that um, it still allows them to look for other deals as well. So hmm. maybe they can get that YouTube deal then. They should get a YouTube deal because uh, whoever cuts that check with YouTube is gonna be the smart ones first. Yeah, I think. Uh, what's the, what's the promotion you watch on YouTube? Ask it's uh, MLW. I watch MLW. Yeah, so they they do like a delayed release, right? They release it like so, the next day. Kind it's of like on a Hulu B- thing. Yeah, it's on BN Sports Fridays, and then they'll release it usually uh, Saturday night on on YouTube. So that's how I catch all the episodes on YouTube. 
And MLW, I we don't really cover it that much. I'm the only one who watches it. But MLW, Teddy Hart is taking over the game on MLW. Um, Shane Strickland was doing his thing out there. They also got Phoenix and Pentagon because those dudes are doing a show for two two enchiladas and, and six cock and corners. Shout out to them. But literally, those dudes are not have a day off. There was a joke on Impact, I think, this week or last week with Josh Matthews. Is their schedule is booked for 2022. I, I wouldn't put it, wouldn't put it past yeah, I, I just hope this doesn't mean that more uh, Impact talent is going to leave for WWE or to ROH like exclusive deals because now they're throwing bags at everybody. Like um, guys like Brian Cage, I could see him getting a bag. Pentagon Phoenix will will probably be pursued by I think ROH, and then if this when this All Elite Wrestling thing happens, they'll probably get a, a contract thrown their way. There's a lot of there's a lot of raw like unpolished talent on Impact, and I just hope they they stay alive just so these these guys can keep getting better. But I think this might be well I don't know Impact's been dying for what like ten twelve years, and they somehow and they, find they, a way to stay afloat, and they just won't die. So maybe not, but I think this is a it's, it's a big it's a red flag because I think their talent is gonna start getting poached now. So Impact is like those bars in the small towns that you guys are from, like Houston and New Orleans. Like, you know, they keep closing and popping up with like seven different owners. That's basically Impact Wrestling. And yeah, I know you're not a small town, but guess what? To us, everything's a small town. Yes to the peoples. All right. So the arms race, all this talk about wrestlers getting signed. Kells, the latest rumors on All Elite Wrestling. Yo, bro, listen, we we need more promotions, we need more uh, composition, because it's not fair that Vince McMahon just gets to jerk off to pictures of himself in his office all day, (laughs) because he's got the wrestling game on lock, but uh, All Elite Wrestling filed the trademark, which they will be using for all videos, websites, promotions, audio, pretty much anything to do with All Elite, Um, their trademark is Fight. For the Fallen. So, I don't know if that has to do with veterans. Or if it has to do with indie wrestlers. Who people don't seem to look favorably upon. If it's about veterans. I'm definitely not going to fuck with all the wrestling. Because I am, not a mar- I am not a marketing scheme. But if it's for indie wrestlers who people don't like. And people think are a scam. Then yeah, let's do that. I but, am all about marketing. If I get free tickets, I will hype y'all up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God damn, Oscar. <laughs> I have so been Oscar, selling out since the day I was born. So, Oscar, I'm guessing you did the like whole like veteran of the day at the sports event and you show up and you wave and shit on camera? Or did you do that before? Nah, you gotta, you gotta, it's like a lottery for that. I never get picked. It's not a lottery <laughs> for that, bro. You just gotta know who you gotta know. I've never done that shit. I've seen specialists get picked who've never fucking been overseas. I'm like, so do I. It's cause Jesus Christ. I'm not, I'm not, so I'm not camera deal. ready. <laughs> this is disgusting. You know the oh. Yankees. You know the Yankees do it all year round for any veteran. So do the Mets. So does every team in New York. Yeah, but so I'm not the with Knicks that. And Nets do it. Every team does it. Because if I go on there, I'm just I'm gonna just plug the uh, the pot. pot. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the whole point. That's the only reason I would do it. 
And, and listen, I'm gonna just say this right now, bro. All of you people, and I don't, I don't even want to get political, but I'm gonna just keep it on right now. All of you people that talk about the y'all love veterans and that y'all love us and that y'all love service and sacrifice and that, that y'all love this country. If y'all love this country so much, why is it that every time I go to a sporting event, people just walk around and act like the national anthem does not matter all the fucking time? At any event. Like, I've been brainwashed to, like, when I hear that, I stop, regardless of, like, what I'm wearing. But I've literally seen people just go about their business and order their hot dogs and their sodas and not stop when the shit's playing. So if anybody gets mad about people kneeling or people just not caring, I don't want to hear that, bro. Because that shit is pure fake lies and it's, like, pure BS. It's pure BS. Because if you want to hear real facts, people don't give a fuck about us. You know why people don't give a fuck about us? Because people's taxes go to veterans. So nobody cares about us. <laughs> Cut the shit. All right? Cut the fucking shit. Do you know how many times I've been to a restaurant or I've been to some place that's like, oh, we support veterans, and then I pop out the ID, and y'all don't want to give me a discount, or y'all don't want to do this? Y'all don't support me. Y'all don't support me at all. And frankly, I don't need y'all support. You know why? Because I earned my disability percentage. I earned my GI Bill. I earned my housing loan. I earned my small business loan. I earned all my shit. So, I just want my 20% discount on Jordans. Y'all got everything. Yo, and Foot Locker, <laughs> y'all fucking corny for bringing out that verification bullshit where I got to, like, sign up on a website and, like, prove that I'm a veteran. If I got my fucking ID, give me my 20%, bro. All right? I don't give a fuck if you're trying to save money on people getting um, GSs or exclusive releases on 20% on release day. Suck my dick. Give me my 20% and go about your business. Because I don't need fucking Natasha from the fucking, from, from Burnside asking me, oh, are you verified on WeID? Suck my dick. You don't need to be verified. <laughs> All right? Fuck that bullshit. All right? And, and that was the weekly <laughs> give me my Give me my discount. Give me my fucking Jordans. And shut up and mind your business. And go back to your fucking job at Full Locker. All right? Not my fault that you didn't fucking choose to do something with yourself. All right? I'm tired of this shit. All the shorties I work in Foot Locker, <laughs> I still love you. No. No. Bullshit. This is, a, this is a democracy. All right? It's a scam. It's a scam. All that shit's a scam. But what isn't a scam is Arrow Lucha is going to be on Pop TV. It's going to take over Impacts. So we need more Lucha on TV. We need more Flippity Floppity. Is Arrow Impact really taking over their slot? Because I thought I thought Arrow wasn't a thing since Rey Mysterio got signed back to do the league. I, Arrow is definitely a thing because apparently there's been ads popping up with Arrow Lucha on oh, TV. Oh, that's, that's what that commercial was then. Yeah, All right. yeah but those yeah, commercials were shown for two months. No, Arrow, Arrow Lucha is apparently a real thing, my guy. But yeah, they have they have Rey as a, like a spokesperson for it. I don't see how that's going to work. Yeah, but you can run the ads with Rey Mysterio, and as long as you put asterisk card subject to change, you can do whatever the fuck you want. That's true. Maybe they'll just have a fake a fake Rey Mysterio, like they have a fake uh, King Puma and Lucha Underground now. Or how they have a fake, um, what's this guy's name? Kalisto on WWE. Do this change like 10 times. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Rey Mysterio on WWE is fake. Because his body looks completely different. Kalisto or Sin Cara? <laughs> oh, I mean Sin Cara. Sin yeah. Cara's fake. Yeah, they changed Sin yeah, Cara a million fake. times. <laughs> well, he becomes a better wrestler, though. Yeah, of course, but you know they changed him a million times. 
The only luchador who's real to the end is El Generico. So, you know. <laughs> Shout out to El Generico T-shirts being back on ProWrestlingTees.com. And for a limited time, you, you, th- can use, you can use <laughs> code Los Marcos Pod and get 0% off. <laughs> Not yet, baby. Soon enough. Soon enough. <laughs> All right, let's talk uh, WWE end of the year awards that they put on. I'm guessing their social media pages, right? Awards, baby. Or Instagram. Or did you make these yourself, Kels? No, motherfucker. I got this on the internet, bro. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I was like. <laughs> What do you there's think? A delay what do you there. think? There's a what, delay what, there. I was like, what? What do you think? I'm taking time going through the fucking myself and like, oh, I think Braun Strowman's the male star of the year. Frankly, if this shit was end of the year awards, it'd be nothing but NJPW matches. The fuck? <laughs> All right, let's get it. I'll, I'll read them off. Male star of the year, Braun Strowman. Female star of the year, Becky Lynch. Tag team of the year, The Bar. Oh, my God. Breakout star of the year, Elias. The first four that they did. Thoughts on those? Accurate. Really? The <laughs> bar? I, I thought the Usos, Usos. were better. I, 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 you could flip a coin for any of the three of them, honestly. I, I I can't get mad at picking any of them because all three of them did their thing this year. Cesaro and Sheamus with the matching Run DMC Adidas outfits, though? Fire. <laughs> I think Elias was the breakout star. I think I think Becky Lynch is just the star of the year. Yeah, the man true. of the year, basically. Like she, these last three months, she catapulted herself to a level that no one has been at for years. Since I say Daniel Bryan's first yes movement. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Um, so they announced apparently Becky Lynch versus Oscar was going to happen at the Royal Rumble. And they announced it on main event of all platforms to announce it. And there was like a social media outrage. And now that match was canceled via Paige who played it off like with a tweet that said something like, Oh, before I before I left, I tried to set up one last match, uh, Lynch versus Asuka at the Rumble, but it has been canceled. So they're listening. They 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 tried they played themselves, and now it's canceled. So I hope that you know they get it and don't screw Becky Lynch out of that main event, out of main eventing WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about anything that's do with WWE. Eh. Yo, she's not going main event WrestleMania. You know it. Ooh, I know it. Everyone not. knows it. Blitz. You know what they're gonna do. They gonna oh put, no! They're gonna do Flair and Rousey. They're gonna put no booty Flair on that WrestleMania stage, and we're gonna have to watch Hank Hill wrestle <laughs> whole match for thirty minutes. And you know what else? We're gonna see Nature Boy go out there and like, woo, woo. Oh my god! And he's gonna take bumps because guess what? He's medically cured somehow. And all the fucking lame, smelly, stinky, no pussy getting. No fashion sense having, no barber having marks. I'm everything but those last two. I'm gonna be there with their moms. Shout out my mom too. 
just clapping, <laughs> clapping, and clapping, just fucking having the time of their life. Then I was gonna take my mom to a show next year, just because of it, cause, just because of Kel's last name. What are you? What are you trying to give her a heart attack? I mean, no, she's the one that got me into wrestling. Oh, word. Yeah. Shout out to Oscar's mom, friend of the pub. Alright, next four categories They had most underrated star of the year Naomi, return of the year Dean Ambrose Best on the mic of the year Paul Heyman And the rivalry of the year Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns Um, Thoughts on those categories? Whatever yeah, uh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who fucking cares? This is a bullshit. Lesnar reigns, please. Um, under underrated star Naomi. I don't. I don't think she's underrated. Properly rated. Throw in uh, Almas in there. Underrated as fuck. If he gets the chance to fly, he's gonna take over SmackDown. Uh, next best diss of the year apparently is a category. And then it's uh, Ronda Rousey's promo against Nikki Bella, where she said, "What'd she say? The only door you opened was the one to John Cena's bedroom, which was oh. was, was a fire promo. Was oh. a fire promo. Oh please! <laughs> Match of the year: Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair at Evolution. Yes, I agree with that. That's pretty good. Go go WWE. Match of the year." Yes. 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 Really? Okay. Yes. What do you think is the best of the year? You going? You gonna go back to Royal Rumble 2018 just because we were there? I am. <laughs> I'm going to take over. <laughs> I'm going to Gargano and Almas. This dude puts Almas on every this everything. This, All right, yo, everything. Yo, basically Eddie died, so he had to find another Mexican to put on every list. <laughs> what? What has? <laughs> in in. In Var's defense, what has Almas done wrong, though? The dude is amazing. And, oh. uh, and should be match of the year consideration. Exactly. That's pretty... I, I look, but remember, it's WWE, not NXT. It's different. Oh, that's true. All right. Shocking moment of the year. Randy Orton with the screwdriver through Jeff Hardy's earlobe. Uh, yeah, I guess. I think the shocking moment of the year should be WWE putting the belt back on Brock. That should be the shocking moment of the year. So... Because Jesus Christ, way to kill your title. <laughs> GM of the year, Paige. Um, sure, I guess. Why not? Yeah. There was only like four GMs. <laughs> it's not a long list to choose from. Most hated of the year. We talked about it earlier. Baron Corbin. I yeah, think that works. I think he's up there. I, I don't know who else is. Most people are <laughs> hated because like you said, we don't even boo heels anymore. No, no, Bobby Lashley clapping his cheeks. That's <laughs> a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. No, he's not a friend of the pod. <laughs> no, he's not a friend of the pod. Nah, we don't claim him. <laughs> Brand. <laughs> oh my God. Brand of the year, Raw. Okay. Get out of here. Okay. Did you WWE. guys? Did you guys like my uh, comment in parentheses? That, that's why I just laughed reading it. <laughs> Put LOL. What? <laughs> That shit is not the brand of the year. Get the fuck out of here. NXT's the brand of the year. Are they fucking in drugs? Um, funniest moment of the year. Titus O'Neil falling at the greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, 
prob probably right. I can't yeah. Can't think of any other funny moments. WWE that weren't botches. Or Nia Jax trying to put on a good match. Alright, that covers most of our agenda. We're going to finish off this festivist episode of Los Marcos Podcast by giving you our Marcos Wrestling Christmas wishes. Who put this on the dock? I did, bro. Alright, so you're up first. Because you know, you know how, much, how much I'm in the holiday spirit. But in the holiday spirit. I'm not in the holiday spirit of Santa. And I'm not in the holiday spirit of Rudolph. I'm not in the holiday spirit of the other reindeers. I'm in the holiday spirit of the Grinch, okay? And and not the whole Grinch plot. I'm just at the point where he steals the presents and in my story, he never comes back. The so who's <laughs> woke up, they didn't get fucking anything, okay? So my wrestling Xmas wishes, right? Number three... Uh, my number three is Nia Jax. I wish that you lose weight <laughs> and that you become a better wrestler. Are you something? Oh my Because you fucking suck. Um, number two, my my wrestling wish is Charlotte Flair. Please, please, <laughs> just go to D just get a pair of of ass cheeks. There is no reason why you should be walking around with, with flapjacks back there. You look like a Doritos placed on, on top of a pencil. And you can wrestle, but it just doesn't look right when Naomi, Becky, Sasha, Bailey, Asuka, Everybody's walking around with a nice booty except you, Charlotte. Like, your squat game is not serious. You need to pipe it up. Pipe it up. And my number one Xmas wish is that I hope that Aleister Black gets released from the WWE <laughs> because he is trash. And I do not want to see him anymore. And I hope he does not get shoehorned into any WWE storylines. And I want to see Gargano, Ciampa take over before Wrestlemania and I want to see Johnny Wrestling hold the title I don't want to see Aleister Black shoehorned in some three way that's it that's all I wish for and you know all the marks that listen to this pod and all these future listeners and all the current listeners shout out to Ireland Germany Chicago Baltimore New York City you know everybody who loves us I don't care Florida, like Florida. Texas. I don't care I don't care if you don't like my opinions because an opinion is like an asshole. Everyone has one, okay? And, and you have a right to be angered by what I say. But frankly, at the end of the day, I don't care. So, so you can gladly SMD, okay? And Merry Christmas to you and to your family. Who's next? I don't got no wishes. I'm just going to air out my motherfucking grievances. Because that's what this fucking... <laughs> Holiday is off. This is Festivus. <laughs> Shout out to George Costanza. Shout out to his pops. Every, nah, matter of fact, I love George, but he hated Festivus because of his dad telling him everything he did wrong all fucking year. But guess what? I'm looking at my motherfucking Festivus poll, and it's time to air out some motherfucking grievances. 
Raw is trash. It's been trash for a long ass time. And I'm finally happy I stopped watching it. Just like I stopped watching the trash ass Jets. So until the Jets sign Kaepernick, I'm not watching the Jets. <laughs> I'm not watching Raw until something good happens. I'll, you know what? If EC3 comes, I'll probably watch it because EC3 is that dude. They need to move some of the SmackDown people because SmackDown has all of the talent right now. All of the talent besides Ronda Rousey is on SmackDown. Another grievance that I want to get rid of. I, I need I need USA to pick up impact. If they're if they're losing Raw and, and SmackDown, I'm not sure they are. I know they're they're using they're losing SmackDown, right? Or are they losing both of them? Yeah, they're losing SmackDown to Fox and they're keeping Raw. Okay, well that means sci fi or something someone needs to pick up impact. I don't care if they do a working relationship with WWE right now. I feel like we're we're past overdue. We don't need another monopoly. WWE need someone needs to buy them and bring them back and bring them to a glory that they finally deserve because they actually have a good product. And lastly, I need Charlotte Flair to stop taking the main event spots from every other female in this in the world. Like I know she can wrestle, but yo, Vince. Let Becky get her moment. She's the best thing going right now for your product. And you're going to feed her. You're going to have her against Carmella in the third match of WrestleMania. I feel it. That's it. That's my grievances. <laughs> all right. My turn. Um, I guess minor grievances and wishes all combined into one. Number three. Stop the This Is Awesome chance for matches that are trash. Don't lie to these wrestlers because they're going to keep giving you these trash-ass matches thinking they're putting on good matches. Number two. Take a bath, you fucking marks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with that one. Yeah, if, you, if you don't want to shower, as long as I'll be next to you, live your life, baby. Alright. And number one. I want Finn Balor or Cien Alamos to get a push. And it's rumored that Finn Balor is going to get a push if you read the dirt sheets. I think that's it for me. I probably have more shit to complain about. Stop overrating The Undertaker. Stop overrating Alistair Black. Nia Jax is trash. Tamina's trash. Get rid of them. I don't know. What else? Are we done? I think the that pod? Wraps, I think that wraps up a pod, right? That wraps up the Christmas special? So. I think so. So, Feliz Navidad, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever, Happy Festivals, whatever you celebrate. We really do hope you have a good time with your family, with your friends. If there's some family that you haven't hit up for years, as long as there's nothing grimy that they did, reach back out to them because you never know what can happen. Like, there's us being dead ass. Like, reach out to your friends, reach out to your family, have a good fucking holiday, have a good new year, and be in the gym past February. You see, uh, I just want to say you should be in the gym every day. And you should be eating a balanced meal every day. I don't agree with that either. Okay. And and if you're fat, you only have one person to blame, and that's yourself. (laughs) So do yourself a favor. Join a gym. Get a haircut. Take a bath. Eat healthy. And just begin to see the gifts that life will bring you when you're a good-looking person. Because I know you people don't want to hear it. But if you're ugly, you're not going to get anywhere, guys. Okay. If you're, if you're terrible looking, 
you're not going to get anywhere. Nobody wants to be around and nobody wants to work with ugly people. So make sure that you do your best to be healthy, good looking, and efficient in your work, your education, and your efforts in life. Okay? Everything is a job and you should treat it as such. Do a great job. All right? Guys, have a happy holidays, a happy new year. Okay? Do your best. Because that is the only way you're going to get ahead in life. Because if you're going to sit in your mother's basement and you're going to wait for mom to make you dinner, you're never going to do anything with yourself. Just understand that, please. To all your you mom, what's my dinner? Okay. <laughs> please, please do yourselves a favor and, and do better with your lives because you can do better. And frankly, if you're a mark, you can't do better. So, fuck you. I hope you have a terrible holiday. And I hope you have a terrible new year and you continue to live your miserable, marky life. Because the Burnside bully is having a great one. Thank you. Baro, please, finish this off for everybody else. (laughs) This has been another episode of Los Marcos Podcast. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Have a good one. We out. Happy Fun the Best!